All right, we are live back on IG, getting ready for Shem El, and really talking about how uh, today artificial time is deconstructing the mind. So, uh, really looking forward to this discussion, this conversation, and uh, we'll have Brother Shem on here again, who just literally, literally blew it out the park. Um, the last time that we had this, let's see, except my brother, my brother, what is up? What is up? What is up? Peace. What's going on, Mr. Hawker? What's going on, brother? All right, man. You know, ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. I'm excited uh, to have this discussion today. How How is your uh, creation so far today? Oh, this creation has been well, very productive. All right, all right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, as you know, you know, uh, we're going to be uh, building off the, the topic, science, technology, and the evolution of the human race. And that was a profound uh, discussion, at least I thought it was, to get us in tune off of the artificial technology and into the human technologies that most people are not even aware of. So I'm looking forward today to kind of look at, you know, some of the contributing factors that deconstruct the mind of the human from even being able to tap into those sciences and technology that's in the human body, in the avatar itself. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I know that somebody somewhere is life is going to be impacted from it. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm ready to get in. I know it. I, I, I see you. I see I see your focus. I see I I'm looking I'm looking at your eyes right now through the glasses like, boy, I got something to say today. So let's get on into it. You know, the topic today that we're gonna t- that we're gonna discuss is really about how linear time or artificial time is deconstructing the human mind. And I think it's appropriate uh, to really get your take on this, uh, Brother Shem, because a lot of people hadn't made the distinction between the brain and the mind. And so and to be able to understand, a lot of people may be thinking about deconstructing their brain. But um, I, I, I don't know if that's possible to do unless there's a lobotomy. But I do know how... Uh, the mind is created as using the brain as an instrument to access a certain level of consciousness. And when we're not able to do that because we're following uh, fallacious or artificial calendrical systems, then we're not able to evolve like we think we are. So our evolutionary process is, is an illusion at best. So um, do you have anything to, to say about uh, 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 that brother Shim. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, something you mentioned, um, it may have been the other live thing we did, but you spoke about the difference between brain and the mind. Like, like you just pointed to, the brain is the instrument that the mind operates through or expresses itself through. So, in more science, we speak about the thought being like a seed, mm. right? Thoughts are the seed that you plant in 
and it can grow and blossom. But we know that even within that, it doesn't just take place in the brain itself. It takes place within your whole being, mm-hmm. what you people may call the uh, the mental body. Ah. And and in doing that, you know, even you know, one of the things I I study is um, Qigong, oh, and one of the yeah. things. So we we speak about uh, what they call the three jewels, which is the upper dantian, middle dantian, and lower dantian, mm-hmm. and these are three centers. And my teacher teaches me is that we've always heard that um, story about I got that gut, I got that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that center, that lower dantian, which is like two to three inches below your navel. There's a, a cluster of nerves there that actually operates like a brain itself mm-hmm. in reality. So it's a, the, the brain is just a processing center, but the mind is that mental reservoir by mm. which we funnel in these thoughts, which are really infinite, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's what I would say in terms of that aspect. I say... I say, and that, that's powerful because when you just said something that really is profound, and that's really that the gut becomes the second brain, the second mind. And ha- you can tell that through emotions, a lot of us have allowed our emotions to let our, our gut or our stomach run the show. And so we end up eating and eating from an emotional standpoint to fulfill a void. And so the more we do that emotionally from our stomach starts controlling the brain through these urges, through parasites and different things like that. And this is how one of the ways how things are hijacked um, from us in terms of our thought processes that could help us evolve. Now it's being centered on what the gut or the, the stomach says for us to do. And a lot of times it, uh, it, it, it leads to what I call intemperance, where we're overindulging in certain things. And a lot of people say that, of course, that um, we can do most things in moderation. But when that gut takes over, it, it, it moves into something more extensive than moderation. And now that is controlling the emotions the emotions control the mind, and we're not able to evolve that way. Do you agree with that in terms of the process of what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I've learned about emotions, you know, like a teacher told me, is emotions like energy, emotion, emotion, right? So, if you if you look at from the emotions, and we speak about this commonly, the higher self and the lower self, mm-hmm. your emotional body, right? encompasses, how can I say, you're a multidimensional being. So as a multidimensional being, there's certain parts of you that may, that may function through that body, but it's not the whole. Mm. So our lower self, what I mean by that is that our lower self, we, that lower self is a body of desires. When you have the emotion and you have those urges, as you mentioned, you can have what's called an emotionally, uh, an emotionally generated thought. There's a difference between an emotionally generated thought and a thoughtfully generated motion or thoughtfully based emotion. 
because that's where, again, with the higher self being control over the lower self. And even more so, when we teach in more science, it's not lower and higher is not as much as up or down as it is in vibratory rates and quality. So your quality, like a, you could be of a low frequency. Mm -hmm. We have a low frequency. That low frequency is not necessarily at your feet, but right. it's, it's, the low, it's the energy that, it's the, the low frequency that doesn't vibrate at a high enough rate for it truly to, to be in tune with the divine in you. Gotcha. So, yeah, so when we teach, we, uh, you know, but into your point, yeah, you, everything can be done out of moderation. Any, any, any plan can be done out of moderation. So I, I would say definitely in agreement with that from any point within your, the chakras, you know, when you deal with those seven chakras, if you focus too much and not have a balance of that energy flowing through, mm -hmm. you can, you know what I'm saying? You, you're not, you're not where you need to be. So that's what I would say with that. Well, that's powerful because in talking about how artificial time deconstruct the mind, let's talk about and define what artificial time is or linear time. We're talking about artificial time is something that more is linked to a material process on the material plane versus something that's a natural process, all right? Like lunation cycles. So one of the things that you hear us use this term, artificial time, linear time, we're talking about man-made man calendrics. Uh, for example, the Gregorian calendar has 12 months, there are 12 uneven months. Some of the days have 28 days in them. Some of them have 30. Some of them have 31. In some years, they have 29, right? And so with this unevenness, we, we, we have to look at, okay, this was made up for what purpose? Was it for us to evolve? Well, I can't say that it was for us to evolve. It's for things like capitalism and taxation to evolve, you know, Babylon to evolve. And so in doing that, you know, many of us did not catch the subtlety of this because it, it's like the blind leading the deaf. Where we, okay, we got to make appointments. Okay, it, it has these dates that were off of work. And so they've basically given us a plan to be programmed and because we have to make a living for our family and this type of thing, we follow this calendar without question. I never questioned it until I started to dig deeper into it as something that could be blocking me from a higher mind uh, programs and being able to tap into my highest vibratory rate as the highest expression of self. And so when we're talking about that, we're also talking about the clock, the consciousness lock. I heard it best said by Baba Wanik Kimi Tehuti Shabazz that the clock is a consciousness lock. It's locking us in to times and dates. And so that's where intimidation comes from. It comes in times and in dates. And so when we experience the intimidation, we start to, in times and dates, we start to experience anxiety. We start to experience anger. And then that turns into that energy and motion gives a command to the body. And then once the body becomes out of balance, as you were talking about earlier, now it's vulnerable to attack on many different fronts, whether it's the immune system that's, that's 
that, that can be uh, reduced or weakened to bring in illness and disease, uh, whether it's being able to uh, lack discipline or what have you. So we're, we're in a great position if we understand what's going on with this irregular timing patterns that's throwing us off our cosmic nature, our, our, our natural biorhythmic status. Now we can try to see, okay, this stuff that we had working on our behold called nature, called the power of synchronicity, has now moved into, Simon says, what your emotions say. Simon says, eat. Oh, okay, well, we're going to provide something for you to eat that's going to make you eat more. Simon says, be depressed. Then we're going to move into a depressed state and say, I can't believe I'm, I'm so depressed. And of course, you know, I am is God. And anything we add unto I am, we become. So it's affirmative now at this point that we're telling God that we are depressed. We're telling God that we are overweight. We're telling God we're out of rhythm. We're out of alignment. We're, we're blocked. And so now the circumstances that come into our reality to confirm that now keeps us in the imprisonment of the mind to serve those faculties that were produced. And so this is how the true nature of the mind is deconstructive into an artificial nature that can be manipulated by other agents that, that are so much on a subliminal level, different sounds, different music. Uh, uh, people are open to auto-suggestion, just suggesting, you don't look well today. That takes root, and then you start not to feel well today. And then people can put spells on you and roots on you that way because we're vulnerable to attack. You know, and so this is some, kind of one of the things that I've seen that's deconstructed the, uh, the biopsychic organism as the human and the mind that's so expansive, it has no limitations unless those that we put upon it. Does that make sense what I'm saying, brother? That makes 110% sense to me. Absolutely. I, um, I love how you say consciousness lock. <laughs> you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. You know, uh, you know, where I'm from up in New York, we, you get clocked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. So, right. Bam, so, so these terms are really used, are used against us, right? And um, something that I learned, and I've said this last week, and I'll probably, you'll hear me say it again, um, a term we use in more sciences, we measure time by cycle ages. Mm. And that was something that I put in my book, how many days are in the circle. So yes. when I first came across that, that line or that teaching, I didn't fully grasp it until I started to really study, like you said, the origins of this artificial time construct. Mm. And I think it's important that uh, we we dive in because I like to go into the origin of things. Even when we talk about the term, you talked about the calendar. The calendar, you mentioned about economics, uh -huh. Uh -huh. right? How it's, it's used for their economic capitalism and things of that nature. Well, the word calendar comes from a Latin word, calendarium, which means account book. So yep. 
it has nothing to, the term calendar has nothing to do with time it has to do with money it was based on the roman month the first day of the Ro first month of the roman year where they would calculate the debts so that's from that point then if you get into how the calendar was developed the gregorian calendar like i said last week who's gregory right we're talking about pope gregory the 13th <laughs> right right so and that was supposed to be the corrected form of the julian calendar well, who's julian julian is julius caesar right right so we talked about the months right so julius caesar is where you get july from it's coming up that's where July comes from, Julius Caesar. And then his progeny came after Augustus Caesar and came up with, you guessed it, August. <laughs> and they made sure that each one of their months had 31 days in it. So thus, you know, there's these uneven days in the month, right? And, it's, and it throws everything off. Um, one, you have, in the later months, you have... September, October, November, December. Mm. Now, if you look at the etymology of it in the language, sept means seven, but it's the ninth month. <laughs> right? October, like octagon, means eight, but it's the tenth month. Nove, like nueve in Spanish, means nine, but it's the eleventh month. Dese, like you mentioned, decimal is 10 December, but it's the 12th month. So it has you, in terms of deconstructing the mind, it has you defying logic. <laughs> right. Simple logic. Even if you go into the earlier months, April was supposed to be the first, it actually means second. Right. Right? But it's the fourth month of the year. Right? And then you get into the other etymologies of word January comes from Janus. That's a, a Roman deity. Uh, March is Mars, Roman deity. Uh, May is Maya, right? Another deity. June is Juno, another deity. And then that's just the months. Then when you get into the days of the week, Sunday, the day of the sun. But every day, like today is not Sunday, but I'm sure the sun is out, right? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? The sun is never out. It's always out. It's never out. <laughs> so every day is a Sunday, but they take one day out of the week and call it Sunday. Then Monday, the following day, is moon day when the moon shows at night. You see what I'm saying? Thursday comes from Thor. All these different things, it keeps you out of whack. It's meant to confuse you. And even with the clock... The clock, you have hours, minutes, and seconds. But they, they tell you the first unit of time or the smallest unit of time is called the seconds. Why is it not the first? Right. <laughs> the minute means minute or miniature. Shouldn't If that's the smallest unit of time, shouldn't that be where the second is and the second be where the minute is? Right, right. You get what I'm saying? But they confuse you. And don't, don't get into leap year. How, how does a year leap? How does a year leap? How does it move? How does um, daylight saving time? How can you save daylight when you can't control how long the sun shines? 
but you saving day you can't save daylight. They have you living in an illusion. This is all an illusion that you get you trapped in, and then it gets you into that belief. Because if you can get somebody to believe that, they can get you to believe anything. And I just want to say this one thing, and then I'm going to let this go. This is 2000, well, this is 2022, right? Mm -hmm. And then in 2022, they say it's AD. They'll add AD. AD means Anno Domini, Year of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? Before that, they'll say it's BC, before Christ. Mm -hmm. Now think about this. They told us that Christmas, December 25th, which is Christ's Mass, is the day where Jesus was supposed to be born. December 25th, let's say that was 1 AD. Shouldn't December 24th be December 24th BC? Yep. Shouldn't December 25th be the, the New Year's Day? If they're basing it on the day that this person that they say Jesus Christ was born, the reason why they don't know it is because they never knew the date. That's right. There's a book, there's a book people can get called The World 16 Crucified Saviors or Christianity. And they say for three to four centuries, which is about 300 to 400 years, they never had a record of this birth. And they picked that day because it connects with the solstice or the or the date of the sun deities that had the birth date prior to that. So we have, so when you realize that they can get you locked in this time, they can get you locked into the belief that surrounds this time construct. And I'm just going to leave it at that and go back to you, brother. I know I said too much. No, no, go no, 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 no. You ain't going to get off like that. You said exactly what you need to say. You're just playing how brilliant your mind is and your understanding of how our natural mind gets deconstructed. And I'll tell you something, when you talk about, you talked about artificial time construct, that's another illusion because the artificial time construct is really the natural mind destruction is what it is. And so again, if we don't ask that next question, we won't be able to see it. And this, all of this, produces these illusions that we think are real. Let me define an illusion from my perspective. Anything that changes is an illusion. So all illusions are not bad. Our body is an illusion because it changes. But our spirit, our divinity doesn't change. Our energetic light body doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the consciousness of what, what the consciousness wants to access in infinitum. And so there's a program that's telling the being what consciousness needs to access based on the belief, based on the illusions that are being followed. And so we have to re, uh, remember our original and our natural mind so we can override the programs. And so this calendar, the Gregorian calendar, which Pope Gregory XIII uh, created, brings in this number 13, and it's omitted from just about everything, but it's used in secrecy, 13 colonies. Thir you can see 13 so many. I ain't going to even get into that right now. But how does this affect the energy field of the human when 
the the female has 13 or if it's on a regular natural cycle has 13 cycles a year of that should be 28 days apart um how does that get crammed into a 12 month artificial uneven calendar and so we wonder why there's fibroids we wonder why there's low uh blood or low iron and, and just all of these reproductive issues that severely stifles the creativity of the woman that empowers the man to go out and create outside the home, go out and create and be able to provide and do these type of things. It is a, it's a circuit. It's a cycle between the two. And so when we're looking at this, we're looking, now we can see once the mind is deconstructed, how the families are deconstructed, how the communities are deconstructed. And so this takes, you know, divide it, divide and conquer to a whole nother level. And so if we can say, wait a minute, let's remember the unity of the totality of our mind. What is the mind? Is the mind uh, measured by this clock, this consciousness lock? Is the mind measured by a calendar that has no link to the cosmos whatsoever? Just artificiality, materialism, and of course that adds up to capitalism. What is the mind? So when we talk about knowing thyself, and if we don't know the mind, brother, tell me how can we truly know thyself if we don't really know the mind and the, 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 the ages and the cycles that evolve the mind into greater consciousness into this word, I say, infinitum. So I, I, th that's where we are, brother Shem, and, and we're having this discussion because let me tell you, doomsday is real. Doomsday is the dome, the day the dome has completely disconnected itself from natural consciousness. And, and, and the consciousness nature is to evolve. That's all the cosmos does. If, if you think about it, all the cosmos does is evolve into more and more galaxies. It is a mirror image and it's demonstrating it is the exemplar of what we should be doing, continuing to evolve. And then that's how we override programs, problems, different situations that provide critical thinking, that, that require critical thinking skills. But we don't have critical thinking skills no more. We have Google thinking skills. Another deconstructive measure that makes it seem like there's the convenience of a device telling us fragments of information when the whole cosmos works in whole holarchic templates and works in totality to show us the whole pie, not just the part and make us the whole. Does that make sense what I'm